Back at Simon Field, where the Evergreens have just scored three runs and have taken their first lead of the entire afternoon. Three to one Everest. Superior has their three, four, and five batters coming up against Nate Langman, and there's a strike to Hayden Smith. Smith struck out his first time, one of six strikeout victims for Nate Langman. Langman's pitching good again. Strike two. No? You kidding me? It's judged to be outside, one and one. Okay. Blue's a lot closer than I am, so I guess. Pitch here, chasing a high one, popped up on the third base side and out of play, on the press box roof. Which, of course, is much better than on the roof of Mr. Conley's car, parked right beyond the press box. Now, you know, my car is getting old enough where an insurance claim would not be the worst thing. I'm thinking after we get to six digits on the odometer, you know, one ball, two strikes. That's up high, two and two. Light breeze keeping everyone cool outside. A most pleasant of days for baseball. I see next week when we play Rapids on Tuesday, we may be in the 70s. Two, two pitches fouled back. So, I mean, that'll be the second full week of May once we turn the page to Monday. Evergreens are off Monday and play Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday in the coming week. And then finally, some spring or some like uh, summer-like weather will have arrived. Tried that curve and left it way inside. Rapids coach was questioning whether that hit his batter or not. It did not. The count goes full on Hayden Smith. He's the leadoff batter here in the top of the fourth. Payoff pitch coming, and that's up high. That's the first walk issued this afternoon by Nate Langman. Just goes to show you how you can't let your foot off the gas. You've got to stay buckled down for your entire time on the mound. Nate Langman finally taking the hill with a lead and walks the first batter that he sees here in the fourth inning. Here's George Hansen. Hansen reached on an error and scored Superior's only run. Runner at first takes his lead, and the pitch is outside. Yeah, Langman's got to settle himself down here. Again, he's been pitching well. Strikeouts are good. Only one walk and only one hit. Three to one lead. As Langman enters his junior and then senior year, you're going to expect him to be just in lockdown mode. Give me a one or two run lead. I expect to be okay there. That pitch just missed. And you know what? The Everest bench is barking, thinking that that was a strike. Heard the complaint from down below. Somebody yelled, where was that ball? Two balls and no strikes. Throw over to first. And you know when you miss with a couple of close pitches? Hey. Hansen hits in the cleanup spot for Superior. So this is a dangerous bat. Checked his swing. I think he went too far. Did he? Yes. There's a strike. Appealed down to the first place umpire who saw it exactly the way we did up here. Two balls and one strike now on Hansen. Hayden Smith, that runner at first. Staying close, not going anywhere. Takes a secondary lead, late swing and fouled back. Two balls and two strikes. Hansen was late getting around on a Langbin fastball. You know, obviously we don't have 
the radar gun and the miles per hour that you see when you watch a Major League Baseball game. I would love to have someone just to, to see what some of the pitches register on the radar gun. Foul back two and two. I would bet in high school baseball, if you throw in the upper 80s, you're an elite pitcher. I don't think we have a lot of high schoolers that throw 90. And one of the things, if you follow Major League Baseball, pitchers are getting faster. I mean, the pitchers of the 60s and 70s did not throw in the upper 90s. They threw in the low and mid 90s. Pitching sure was more crafty when you played in the 60s and 70s. Pitchers had to have three pitches then. And batters, if you could throw all three of them for strikes, or could make them look like strikes, boy, then batters were on the defensive. 2-2 pitch. And this is a fly ball, got under it to center field. Preston goes back and makes the catch. Preston Miller has just retired George Hansen for the first out. You know, the other thing that was different about pitching, you had guys that didn't have super fast fastballs, but had pinpoint accuracy. Back then, in the days before the Fox Box or the Strike Zone that you would always see you're superimposed on your TV screen, pitches that were an inch, inch or two off the outside corner were often strikes. So pitchers who weren't throwing crazy hard could expand the Strike Zone throughout the game. Kel Piggott to bat here, way inside, ball one. Even though he's given up only one hit, it feels like Nate Langman's thrown a lot of pitches again. We've had a lot of deep counts. A couple of errors that have kept innings going. 1-0 pitch. Swing, fouled off, one and one. That runner on first is there because of a walk. One and one with one out. Line drive. Second baseman knocks it down and gets the force. Mm. Well hit ball. Went out there on two hops. Chris Wiesman made the play and flipped over to Kyler Sapi. They get the force at second base. Good job to keep that one from going out of the infield. Two down and a man at first for Robert Olson. Olson hit to the left side and reached on a throwing error. It would bring a run in. That's the only scoring for Superior so far. Two outs and a man on first for Olson here. Up high, ball one. You know, and even though he may not give up any runs in this inning, this has probably been the toughest inning so far for Nate Langbin. Had a little trouble here in the fourth spotting the strike zone. He's been inconsistent. That's up high, and that wasn't a strike when Mason Sternberg was throwing. It's not a strike for Langbin either. Two balls and no strikes. Yep, home plate umpire. You know what? Our home plate umpire is a short guy. So, of course, to him, that pitch right at the letters is going to be a ball. When he was playing baseball, that was the one that he wasn't able to hit, of course. That's down low, overcompensating, and it's three balls and no strikes. Always wondered when umpires were playing baseball before they you know, hung up their bat and glove and became umpires. Um, did they have good eyes? Were they drawing a lot of walks? You'll wonder. Three balls and no strikes. There's a strike. 
taking, and it's the automatic. Carter Kalen has the only hit. He's the leadoff batter for Superior. came back in the third inning. Superior's run is unearned. And here's a 3-1 pitch as Langman's trying to end this top of the fourth. Got him to swing at the high one. Three and two. And again, Robert Olson, if you're on the bench and you're paying attention to the strike zone, Olson should know that pitch has been consistently a ball. Instead, he swung at it. And again, Langman's got the velocity that that pitch that's up is always going to be hard to catch up to. Olson steps out now. Three balls and two strikes. And with two outs, that runner at first is going to get his head start, gets a big lead. Coming home here, swing and a miss. Got him. It's a seventh strikeout for Nate Langbin. And the Evergreens lead is still good. We'll go to the bottom of the fourth. Evergreens three, Spartans one on 93-9 the game. Bottom of the fourth inning is on, and here comes Kyler Soppy to get the Evergreen started. Soppy is one for two today. Home plate umpire came over that Superior's made some kind of defensive change. We're trying to pick it up. There's strike one to Soppy. Thought it was the second baseman. No, that's still Cal Piggott there. Right, it's a new catcher for Superior. And here's a line drive hooking back towards the right fielder, and Andrew Meljorge has made the catch. Wow, off of uh, Soppy's bat, I thought that was ticketed for the gap. That ball had a little bit of a tail on it and actually bent back towards the right fielder. So well hit. Nothing to show for it except the first out for Kyler Soppy. But, I mean, the trends for Kyler are just positive. I mean, he's heating up just at the right time of the season as the Evergreens are going into the heart of conference play. Hayden Davidowski had a double back in the first, takes a strike here. Hayden is one for two today. At the knees, strike two. Mason Sternberg is out working a fourth inning. He's been the starter, has gone all the way so far for Superior. Yeah, for Superior, this is only their sixth game of the season. 
hit off of Hayden Davidowski in the batter's box. They had no balls and two strikes. Can you imagine how hard, if you love baseball, it would be to play baseball and you go to Superior or one of the schools in Duluth? You think we're at the mercy of the weather. I mean, times two for them, for sure. I mean, eventually, when you practice just indoors in the field house, can't get on, onto your field. I mean, just boredom sets in. Pitches inside, one and two here. And then, you know, it's your senior year, so you're looking forward to your at-bats and your opportunities for wins, and then they just don't come. The games get washed away. Swing and a miss. Dropped by the catcher. They'll have to throw down to first base, and Hayden Davidowski is the second out of the inning. Wyatt Miles has reached base in both of his at-bats, and he'll take his turn here. Wyatt has walked and has singled. Got himself an RBI back in the third inning. Three to one Evergreens, and Everest is out, hit superior seven to one. First pitch to lefty Wyatt Miles, ground ball to the second baseman. Moving over a little bit, throws over to first, and Wyatt Miles is out by a step. That's a three-up, three-down inning for Mason Sternberg. Moving on to the fifth, the Evergreens lead superior three to one on 93-9 the game and everythingevergreens.com. Evergreen starter Nate Langbin is completing his warm-up tosses. To the top of the fifth we go with the Evergreens leading 3-1. to one. The Evergreens are playing for a split in their triangular. If you were with us earlier today, you know that Holman beat us 6-1. to one. We managed only four hits in that game. Evergreen's doing much better with Nate Langbin on the mound here and seven hits in the nightcap. He'll face the bottom part of the order. This is 7, 8, and 9. And the new player into the superior lineup is going to hit here, and he swings and misses for strike one. Not, not sure who this is. Right, he's not on the roster. Swing and a miss. Who is this, please? Nolan Meyer. Nolan Meyer. Thank you. Takes just low. One ball and two strikes, I believe, to Nolan Meyer. Again, so good, maybe he was called up from the Eber Oilers. One, two. Swing and a miss and a pitch that's up high around his shoulders. Nolan Meyer has struck out for the first out of the fifth inning. Here's Carter Leaf. Carter grounded out his first time. Again, Nate Langbin could help himself with a quick run through the bottom part of the superior batter, uh, batting order. This is number eight in the order, inside ball one. Number 
When the inning began, I believe that Nate Langman was at 70 pitches. One ball, no strikes here. There's a strike. Made the nice adjustment, moved that just outside a little bit, and got the plate one and one. Nate Langman had a one-hit win earlier in the year against Wausau East. Swing and a miss there. Took something off. Batters way out in front. One ball and two strikes. And here is the one-two pitch. Kind of tomahawk swung at that and fouled it back. We stay at one and two. One out and nobody on. Here's the pitch. Swing and a miss. Another strikeout. Nine strikeouts now for Nate Langbitt against one walk. Yeah, this is another just solid pitching line. Nine Ks, one walk, one hit, and the one run that's in is unearned. Colin Thompson was a strikeout victim his first time. He'll take his turn with two outs and no one on. First pitch here is up high. And Nate looks like he'd want to work a little bit faster, like he's in go mode now, just sensing that he's got a little bit of a rhythm working here against Superior. And, of course, sometimes when you work too fast, you give up the accuracy. That's up high, two balls and no strikes. No walks late in the order, please. 2-0 pitch. A little high, two, three and 3-0. Superior got that unearned run in the second inning. They led 1-0. Evergreen's answered with a three spot. They got five hits in that inning in the third. And here is up high, ball four. The number nine hitter with two outs has just walked. Carter Kalen has the only hit for Superior. He'll bat now. Number 14. For Superior, just Nate Langbin is a tougher pitcher than anyone they saw in the Holman game, which was the game played earlier today. Kalen waiting. Langbin starts him off with a pitch that's inside and not by much. One ball and no strikes. You know, Nate Langbin will benefit when he sees an umpire that calls a true or even a little bit tight strike zone. Because Langman's got the stuff that he should be able to spot everything. Runner is going, pitches down low, throw down to second, sails into the outfield. The runner will not advance beyond second. Nick Cotter overshot his shortstop covering by a lot. So Superior's got a man in scoring position. Nate Langman's last six pitches have been out of the strike zone. And with two outs, Superior's looking to drive something in. I have nice news for everyone here in the press box. The Bucks seem to be owning the third quarter and now lead the Celtics by 13. It's 80 to 67. Like that. Bucks were trailing by two at halftime and have rallied since then. So what's not to like? Home court advantage just seems huge in the NBA playoffs. 2-0 pitch here. There's a strike, 2-1. Got a runner on second to hit to the outfield. Could make this two-run lead a one-run lead. So this is a big spot and a big out for Nate Langman. Comes set and checks that runner. Coming home at two and one. And this is a fly ball down the right field line. It's going to be foul. 
Right fielder Hayden Davidowski ran to take a look at it and now continues running all the way to the outfield wall to retrieve the foul ball. Two balls and two strikes. It's about as long a strike as you're going to see all afternoon. And the Evergreens throw the ball all the way back into home plate. It will go in the umpire's ball bag. So time for Carter Kalen to regroup. And Nate Langbin's got him evened up at two balls and two strikes. Two outs looking to end the inning here, and that's a little inside. The count is full. So the runner at second will get a head start with the count full and two outs. Langbin again checks that runner behind him. Now he's coming home. Ground ball to the shortstop. Throwing across the diamond. Got him! And the inning comes to an end. A runner left in scoring position. The Evergreens two-run lead stands. We'll go to the bottom of the fifth. D.C. Everest 3, Superior 1 on 93.9 The Game and EverythingEvergreens.com. Four, five, and six coming up for the Evergreens, and Superior is making a pitching change. In just a moment, this new pitcher will turn around and will reveal his number to us. Turn and reveal, young man. Hayden Smith to come in. He'll face four, five, and six in the Evergreens batting order. was the third baseman. Mason Sternberg works four innings. Give you Sternberg's line in just a moment. Now the Evergreen strikeouts, which had been high today, they've struck out only two times in this second game. Mason Sternberg works four innings. Gave up three runs, two of which were earned. Again, without an error, a bobble in the outfield. This would be a one-run game. Sternberg allowed seven hits. He struck out two and walked two. Neither of his walks came around to hurt him. So the Evergreens are into the superior bullpen. I think the next inning may be the last inning for Nate Langbin. The Evergreens have Wyatt Miles warming up in the bullpen. Here's Mitch Danielski, one for two, to get us started today. Going to the bottom of the fifth. There's the final warm-up toss. Now we're ready to go. Left fielder, number 45, Mitch Danielski. 
Danielski scored that third run for the Evergreens. When the right fielder bobbled the ball, it allowed him to go to third base. Next at bat, the Evergreens worked the double steal and got Danielski in. First pitch here from Hayden Smith, the right-hander. Bounced off the plate and foul up the third base line. Strike one. We've got our eyes on a couple of different things. The Bucks game is now nine minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Bucks by ten. So maybe the Celtics edge closer and keep us on the edge of our seats there. Pitch to Danielski. This is hit to the left side, and it's well hit, and it's caught in the gap by the rangy center fielder, Carter Leaf. Mm. That looked like it was going to be a gapper and extra bases. Center fielder read it the right way, knew that he was going to have to go all the way over to his right, and he did. Here's Brock Babish, one for two, has himself an RBI today. Righty to righty here. First pitch to Babish. Slow curve, smack to second, and it's fielded cleanly. Babish is out by a step. Two up and two down in relief for Hayden Smith. Nick Cotter is 0 for 2. Take his turn with two outs and nobody on. Catcher, number 7, Nick Cotter. Boy, I'm starting to cheer for Team Nick every time he comes up. Solid catcher for the Evergreen, struggling at the plate, down low, ball one. Cotter was aboard, reached on an error, was left at third base in the third inning. It's the inning where the Evergreens got their three runs. It's the only inning the Evergreens have scored in. 1-0 pitch, slow to Cotter and left it up high, two balls and no strikes. Chris Wiesman will hit if Cotter can keep the inning going. 2-0 pitch. Slow, curve, fouled back. 2-1. Again, that's a pitch. If Cotter was going better, you'd think he would drive. Instead, he fouled it back. Slow curve that broke into the heart of the strike zone. 2-1. Down low, 3-1. Show you in the NBA that no lead is safe. The Celtics are within five. Three-one pitch, slow, curve, low, and Nick Cotter has worked out a two-out walk. Courtesy runner will come out for Cotter. And that is Josh Hopkins, who will courtesy run. No baseball Sunday or Monday. Tuesday will be at Wisconsin Rapids. We made this announcement earlier in the first game. Rapids charges admission. Bring some of your pin money with you. There we go, right. Only old timers use cash. All the cool kids use one of those Q codes that you scan there. No balls and one strike. So get yours, don't be square. And this is well hit to left center field, and it's over the left fielder's head. 
Extra bases, and the Evergreens are going to get another run in. There you go, all of that with two outs, a walk, and then a smacked double for Chris Wiesman. Four to one Evergreens. Sounded good off the bat. Looked good, too. RBI there for Wiesman. Number 33, Nate Langman. Nate Langman's two for two today. He'll have a chance to keep things going. And if it really is over for Nate Langman, if he's not going to come out and pitch, you've given Wyatt Miles in relief another security run, so you like that. Let's see if Nate Langman can keep his really good day going. Two for two takes a strike here. I mean, you got the feeling if Langbin can drive in Wiesman from second base, all of this coming with two outs, that the Evergreens may have what they need today. Fouled back. No balls and two strikes to Nate. This game's moved along at a pleasant clip, too. We appreciate that. You know, with the triangulars, you know what makes it a long day? It's the time between games. One team has to change dugouts. you got to do some work on the field. Served to right field in foul ground. That will be out of play. I mean, we had to water down the field. Things have become a little bit dry here, so in between games, a delay for that. You know, everyone who plays for the Evergreens, you know, your, your part-time job when you're playing baseball? Grounds crew member. Down low. Bounces away from the catcher. A wild pitch will move Chris Wiesman from second over to third base. Again, Hayden Smith on in relief. Got the first two outs. First two batters he faced. Walked a man. Gave up a double. And now Wiesman's over at third. Nate Langbin awaits on a 1-2 pitch with two outs. Coming home here. Outside, two balls and two strikes. Smith kind of aimed that and then looked. He was hopeful that he would get an outside corner strike. A little too wide, a little too off the plate. Two and two. Aimed that one too. And it's down low. The count goes full to Nate Langbin. Preston Miller awaits on deck if the inning continues. Payoff pitch coming with two outs. And that's down low. Nate Langbin is aboard for all three of his plate appearances. He's just worked out a walk. Using a courtesy runner for Nate Langbin here tells me that Nate may indeed be pitching at least to start the sixth inning. Elijah Schmidt will come out as a courtesy runner. Runners on first and third. The Evergreens have the double steal in order if they want it. Here's Preston Miller, who's 0 for 2 today. All of this coming with two outs. Superior's catcher is giving signals so the infielders know how the double steal will be handled here. Elijah Schmidt, good speed at first base, and that's up high. And Hayden Smith, the relief pitcher, just kind of pounded his hip with his glove like he's frustrated with himself. He's having trouble throwing strikes. Miller waits. 1-0 pitch. Aiming that. Double steal. They're going to throw down, and it's safe, and a run will come in, and the ball's thrown into the outfield. Double steal to first and then to home, and a throwing error on the catcher allows the runner to move over to third base. And the Evergreens now lead 5-1. to one. That's a Dave Langbin coach 
specialty. Loves the double steal. Twice the double steal has gotten the Evergreens runs, and they lead now 5-1. to one. Error puts that man at third, 2-0. Preston Miller pops it up. Foul ground, there may be a play. Catcher looking over, he makes the catch, and that brings the inning to a close. A double, two walks, and the double steal works again. The Evergreens have added two more insurance runs. To the sixth we go, Everest now leads 5-1 to one on 93-9 the game. Two runs.